Welcome back to episode 15 of the Service Design Podcast. I'm David Morgan from Night Moves, and together with Stina von Hof and in collaboration with the Service Design Network, we have conversations about service design with practitioners from around the globe. In this episode, we delve into 10 years of the Service Design Global Conference. We speak with Birgit Marger, Jamin Hagerman, and Alex Nisbet, who were involved with organizing the conference from the start. They share their learnings from the past and will get you excited for the upcoming sold-out edition in Madrid. We look forward to seeing you there and hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to our uh, podcast, Alex, Bigot, and Jamin. We're speaking to you because it's uh, been 10 years since you've been organizing the Service Design uh, Global Conference, and we thought it'd be great to catch up with you guys to talk about the last 10 years, what's coming up this year, and maybe a bit about the future. Before we get into this, could you uh, introduce yourselves to our listeners? Let's start alphabetically, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Nisbet. I'm an independent <laughs> service designer based in London in the UK. I've been a service designer for about 12 years now. I'm also part of the uh, event team at the Service Design Network, the SDN, and have been so for about six or seven years now. Okay, great. <laughs> Birgit? I'm Birgit Marga. I'm a professor for service design in Cologne, Germany, at the Technical University for almost 24 years now. And uh, I'm a co-founder uh, and the president of the Service Design Network. Jamin. And I am Jamin Hegeman. I'm the vice president and head of design for Capital One's financial services division in Dallas, Texas. And I've been part of or contributing to the SDN for the last 10 years. All right. So how did you guys get to work together on, on the SDN and on the conference? How did it all start? Birgit, do you want to start? Okay. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, it started uh, with the emergence conferences that were done at Carnegie Mellon University. Uh, the student team around Shelley Evanson had picked the topic service design as one of the most important topics coming up in the design world. And they had organized two conferences uh, in a row at uh, the Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's where I met Jamin. So once the conferences were no longer done in Pittsburgh, we decided that the Service Design Network would start doing global conferences. And uh, that was in 2008. Okay. And Alex, yeah, I and, knew and, forever. <laughs> Alex, I knew forever because he was working in London in, uh, well, the very early, very first service design agencies. And uh, I think we met for the first time in 2002 and had been in touch forever. And I was really happy when Alex joined forces to help us uh, grow the service design community and our events. Listen, you just phoned me up out of the blue and said, hey, would you like to come and uh, uh, facilitate a workshop at our first conference? I was just so excited. <laughs> oh, and thanks for bringing that up because I think that ties everything together for me. So I went to uh, Carnegie Mellon University and studied under Shelley Evanson from 2006 to 2008 in my uh, master's program in design. 
my very first week of classes was the first uh, emergence conference focused on service design. So immediately, I was introduced to this this world of service design and and all these the prominent folks at the time. And the following year, uh, Shelly asked me to lead the conference. It was a student-run conference. So I got further immersed in the conference, obviously started to develop a relationship with Birgit. And then when the SDN decided to pick up the conference after that, Birgit and, and Shelly asked me to help contribute to uh, just putting on the program, given the experience I had with Emergence. And Shelly and Alex and I co-led... The workshop that Alex just um, mentioned. So that's when I got to meet Alex and uh, worked with him the first time. Okay, cool. And how did this first conference look like? It was in Amsterdam, if I'm right. Uh, how many yeah. people were there? What did you do? Can you uh, tell our listeners <laughs> to take them 10 years back in time? Yeah, yeah, it was in Amsterdam. And uh, it was uh, done in collaboration with a very ambitious young design team uh, from the service design scene in Amsterdam. We had no idea if anybody would want to come. So we were really super excited when we had 230 people for the conference. And the day before the conference, we had our very first ever service design network members meeting. At that time, we had 40 members and I think all of them were there and we had them do Pecha Kuchas to introduce themselves. So it was a very, very personal setting and uh, yeah, very strong and intense networking. So this is pretty much the first conference I can remember going to. To be honest with you, in my professional life, I think I was a graphic designer before, a service designer and uh, and that kind of thing. And I, conferences weren't really a very big thing. But somehow within service design, it seemed to make sense that uh, we all wanted to share what we were doing. We wanted to share our uh, then tools and methods and stuff like that and our stories. And so somehow the coming together of this network uh, at a conference seemed to be the most logical thing uh, to do. And you, Jamin? Yeah, I mean, I remember it was a two-day conference. So we had a single track that, that first day and then workshops on the following day. And... Um, it the uh, you know it was something that just i can't remember how it all came together but uh it did and one of the things i remember was in final days leading up to the conference uh, i think Birgit asked if i would mc the event so that was a great a great honor for me to uh, introduce all the speakers uh, of the first conference okay it's great to hear that you were all the three of you were already there 10 years ago and so you organize the conference since then so that's already 10 years if i'm uh, if i'm right or this year will be the 10th is that true this year is the 10th yeah and what do you think uh, what do you think changed after those 10 years of course a lot changed but what is like the biggest uh, difference that you would uh, that you noticed i'd actually observe that um the professionalism that uh, to which we approach the conference echoes very much the professionalism and growth of service design as a professional practice. So I think uh, back in 2008 and the years leading up to that, it was um, almost an underground thing. It was an, very emerging. But since over the last 10 years, it has grown physically. It's increased in size. 
astronomically. And the way that we've approached the whole world of conferences has, uh, as I say, professionalized as well. So in that way, it's grown in the same way that service design has, has probably grown. Mm-hmm. And I would say the topics have changed, of course. I mean, uh, when we started, everybody was still very excited about personas and journey maps. And we were so, so emotional about visualizing service processes and understanding the user needs. And I think now this has become a commodity. I mean, everybody does journey maps and uh, the service design community has moved far beyond it. We are now discussing strategic issues. We are discussing about implementation. We are uh, discussing about scaling service design. So I would really say the topics have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I would just echo those things. I mean, I think it's not a coincidence that this year's conference is service design at scale. And in those 10 years, we've scaled in a lot of different ways. The size of the conference has increased uh, from a few hundred to, you know, over 600 consecutively over the past couple of years. And, you know, the impact that service design has made, not just in our community, but um, more and more in actual businesses and implementation and embedding into businesses is, uh, has changed a lot. And that's, that's changed our content. It's changed the mixture of the the audience and and even just the prominence of our conference, you know, I mean, in those early years, as with most conferences, you're struggling to make sure that you get all the seats filled. And, and this, you know, we're fortunate to be in, in this year with a, a very strong program and, and people, you know, signing up even, you know, sight unseen sometimes just because they know it's going to be a relevant uh, event with uh, great speakers and, and a great audience as well. Mm. What would you say has, has changed with regards to the audience? Is it built up differently, the people who sign up for the conference now as opposed to 10 years ago? Hmm. I think, um, interestingly, we had some very prominent speakers in, in the early conferences, uh, noticeably people from uh, Virgin Atlantic and McDonald's. So we've always had representation from those, shall we say, that are delivering services. But I think the general shift over the years has been more and more towards yeah, those people that are uh, designing and delivering services inside organizations. There are more, shall we say, uh, client organizations and businesses that are using service design inside business as usual. The consultant, the designer, if you like, has always been present um, sort of probably fairly uh, consistently over the, the 10 years. It may be that in the early days, uh, there was more, even more interest from the academic uh, community. That interest has certainly not gone away, but maybe um, the numbers might be uh, slightly less, if you like, because uh, uh, that reflects the increasing other conferences that that are around us as well that are in this space and there are an increasing number of those but um, i'd say broadly speaking the the mix of the audiences has increased there are more, more varied more more variety of people attending the conferences for one thing but also joining the network as well becoming a member mm-hmm. but it's interesting to hear that more and more organizations who are implementing uh, service design are also there because that means they're embedding it uh, already in their organization and they want to learn more to uh, to improve it and that it's not only the service design consultants that are present at the but conference. I think that's, and I think so. that's in the nature of service design. If you bring service design to an organization, you empower the organization to 
take parts of the responsibility themselves. So it's quite natural that mm -hmm. uh, the, the interest and the knowledge uh, around service design within organizations is growing. And some organizations have really built huge service design-driven innovation labs, which I find very amazing. Yeah. Mm. Have you noticed that there is also a difference in uh, industries participating in the conference? For example, is it mainly more commercial companies with a focus on a certain topic or government uh, agencies? Is there a difference in 10 years uh, ago? It's Alex here. So I, I'd say that broadly speaking, the mix of organizations of businesses, it's broader uh, now than it used to be. We've probably seen, if you were to look at the headcount of service designers and where they work, certainly here in the UK, there could well be even more people working in the public sector designing uh, services, delivering services than there are in the commercial sector. That's a possibility. But that that kind of variety, if you like, that balance does change from, um, I think, from country to country and city to city. But broadly speaking, yeah, the, in the early days, it was the uh, the telcos, the airlines, um, uh, the retailers, if you like, that were willing to take a bit of a risk, if you like, uh, that believed that service design was a was going to deliver some value. And those early risk takers, if you like, um, have paved the way, I think, very much for, shall we say, more cautious um, businesses and organizations that may be less naturally comfortable with risk. And now we see more and more of those businesses and organizations uh, adopting those approaches uh, and turning up to our conferences uh, now uh, as compared to maybe in the early days. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know that the the industries have changed that much. I mean, certainly the again the scale, the number of people that are exposed, and and now you know as as Birgit said, kind of embedding service design into the capabilities of the business has changed a lot. Whereas I think in the earlier days there was a lot more you know outside consultancy help uh, with these organizations, but. The, the types of services and industries that uh, service design is really keen for, um, I, I don't think have changed. So yeah, the banking, telcos, airlines, like really complex, massive services. One thing that might be different is with the, uh, with, with the increased awareness of service design, you're seeing it a lot more in smaller uh, doses and, and just the thinking behind new services and startup companies that are, are bringing this mindset into what they do. I feel like that has has increased a lot over the the past uh, many years where in the beginning I, I don't I actually don't remember too many you know startups being part of the conversation. Mm. I think um, from what I've seen I, I, I could almost pinpoint the the moment maybe when the the government digital service here in in the UK in government level once they started to build a service design capability i think that became a turning point not just for governments uh, around uh, around the world but also had has had an impact on um, commercial organizations as well so in other words if it's good enough for a government to be adopting uh, service design approaches then it's pretty much good enough for me if you like i think that's a very very exciting move uh, that service design approaches are creating the evidence uh, of the value that they can they can provide not just at a shall we say at a, an individual user 
or touchpoint level, but also at a far more strategic and policy level, uh, if you like. So uniquely, Surf Design is able to deliver change at at those high levels, but also at the the more personal and citizen levels as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And therefore, the topic of the conference uh, in Madrid is, of course, very important. Like it's uh, the topic is service design at scale. And I think that's very important aspect to be able to uh, be part of a large organization and to manage to both bring service design uh, at the top and at the bottom and uh, in the different levels of the services. Can you explain us a little bit more about why uh, this topic is was chosen for the as a conference topic this year. You know, so so Alex and I are, are both leaders of our events board and you know, we've been developing the conferences together since 2011 in San Francisco. That's when he and I really joined forces to lead the conference strategy and look at the the title of the conference which we've always debated about whether it's a title or whether it's a theme, but we try to title the conference in a way that is reflective of what we see going on in the the development of the community and and of service design. And, you know, last year, the title was Business as Unusual, and which we thought uh, seemed to reflect that this move of service design uh, deeper into organizations and and developing as as a capability, but you know, not not quite the norm yet. And uh, so this year, as, as we thought about it and, and, and reflecting on what we learned last year, our thought was that, yes, it's becoming more business as usual, but the, the, the types of problems that we're wrestling with are changing because that is also a a change in the scale of the service. And, you know, as Birgit said, like, you know, true service design is empowering the whole organization. And as it becomes business as usual, it's, it's, it can't be about a single designer or a, you know, a center of excellence. It's it's really got to uh, scale and expand within the organization to be effective uh, and to really take root. That was my perspective on on this this title. And I actually will be speaking uh, about this in the conference. Um, I did not nominate myself, by the way. That was Alex. But <laughs> but uh, happy to, to speak to this because it's a huge part of what I'm doing now within Capital One. But, you know, again, this this seemed to be reflective of, of what we're we're noticing the the movement and the and the conversation within the community. You know, it's no longer as as Birgit said ten years ago. Personas and journeys. It's not like how to do the things. It's like, well, how does this work within a, a broader organization? When you know the designers or the people that may have brought it in aren't the ones that are are now responsible for carrying them through and and making them part of everyone's uh, daily work. I'd just like to add there that for anybody that thinks that uh, coming up with the titles or the themes for the work for the uh, conferences is purely the work of uh, Jamie and myself, that's not true at all. There's a lot of people pitching in their ideas, including, and most importantly, if you like, it's members of the network that are contributing their thoughts to what is the, shall we say, the current, uh, the zeitgeist, uh, the current kind of mood, if you like, or the current, the big questions that uh, we're looking to answer, whether that's a transformation or whether it's value or whether it's um, uh, health and well-being. 
These are all themes and topics that have bubbled up, shall we say, from uh, through the network. And uh, maybe Jamie and I provided just a bit of filtering uh, every once in a while uh, to help uh, the strongest ideas um, to come to I life. I was not at uh, all involved. Yeah, I mean, just to... in the creation of the uh, title. But when I saw it for the first time, uh, while the um, team was still making choices, I totally fell in love with it because I think it reflects so much on what is happening right now. Our own success is changing the way that we have to think about service design. The more success we have within large organizations, private or public, the more we need to think about how to change our approach in order to fit the expectations and the needs that these large organizations have. That also means that we will no longer you know, be the sticky note and uh, journey people. We will have to embrace big data. We will have to embrace new tools uh, in order to reach out to huge organizations of many subdivisions. So I think that's a really mind-tickling challenge mm. that we are facing, and I'm very much looking forward to these conversations in the middle. I can definitely say that the the title theme uh, also very much resonates with ourselves. It's something I think a lot of service designers are tackling with at the moment. Like, yeah. uh, how how do we scale it up? You, you find you are so dependent on having uh, the support of of an entire organization if you really want to do it uh, do it right. Talking about the the network and and having them help. Uh, at some point, you've started using uh, local chapters uh, in organizing the conferences. Is that something? Is that how it still works now? Do you have local chapters help in organizing the the conferences? We do, and actually, just going back to the where the the theme comes up, just to build on a little bit what Alex said, is we do work with our local chapter or team to get those ideas. So it very much is a collaborative effort. And uh, as he said, we, you know, ultimately there's a, some curation that's involved, but, but that was, you know, service design from scale came just as much from them as it did from us. But we, so as I said, Alex and I, uh, the first, first few years, there was a small group of us that uh, contributed to the conference and it kind of, changed uh, a little bit, um, you know, from Amsterdam to Berlin, to San Francisco, to to Paris. But what what when Alex and I did the conference in 2011, uh, we really, in San Francisco, where I was living at the time, it seemed really important that we have people on the ground in the city to help support, you know, that local experience and to make sure we're bringing in the the perspective of of the location or the country and um, from that stemmed a a strategy of partnering where possible with a a local chapter so i'd say we experimented with this a bit in paris and and then um it, we made it uh more more rigorous uh for the uk conference i think in 2013 with the UK chapter. And, um, you know, I think part of that was scaling ourselves and what we do. And, and part of it was a way to, you know, have the network be a, a key component in putting on this conference, which is for a, a community uh, of service mm-hmm. designers. And, and, uh, and I think that's how we've been able to balance you know this continuity with um, with Birgit and Alex and myself and the rest of the 
the SDN management and, and uh, headquarters and, and making it a community event and, and bringing in those voices and perspective. So that actually means that uh, local uh, chapters, they help in organizing the whole uh, conference. Yeah, that's yes, right. right. Yeah. I think the, uh, I think what's really exciting is that by hosting the conference in across different cities globally, uh, if you like, the flavor of each conference varies. So um, uh, it almost varies in line with um, not just the energy, enthusiasm and time and size uh, of the, the local uh, chapter, but also um, in line slightly, you, you might say culturally as well, with the, the host country and the host city. Uh, so it's really important to us that, that it stays, if you like, um, embedded in the network, out there in the network, um, which, is, which is why we have not gone down the route of hosting the, um, the conference in just the same location year upon year. We want it to be part, of, to be kind of co-owned in many ways uh, by the, the network themselves. Before we delve into uh, the upcoming uh, conference, uh, I'd like to ask you each, uh, do you have a, an individual highlight of the last 10 years? I'm sure there's been many, but is there something that springs to mind that really stands out for you as a great experience in the past 10 years on one of the conferences? Uh, Birgit? Yes, I would love to start. Uh, I think for me it was Cardiff, because uh, Cardiff is a bit out of the way, it does not have an international airport, so we were all a little bit concerned whether that would be a good idea to go there. But uh, the Cardiff uh, team was so strong and uh, they convinced us. And uh, when we then were in the process of preparing the conference for the very first time ever, we were approached from companies asking if they could sponsor us. And that was the moment when I thought, this is a breakthrough event. Uh, we don't have to go around and polish the door handles anymore to get a little bit of sponsoring support, but people were approaching us and can we sponsor your conference? So that will be for always unforgettable for me. It took a lot of burden. Yes. You know how it is if you decide to go into a conference uh, thing, you invest a lot of money, you sign contracts, and for the years before Cardiff, I had always been in sleepless nights uh, until you know we felt, okay, it's going to fly again. Uh, and with Cardiff suddenly it seemed that you know we were we were so professional and service design had reached such a maturity that we did not need to worry that much anymore. Nice. <laughs> and Alex. There are a couple of standout moments for me. I guess uh, the first would be um listening to a Shailin monk talking about meditation at the Stockholm 2014 conference, which was all about creating value for quality of life. Uh, that was a, a wonderful moment. I think the other, which again is an experiential moment uh, for me, is the, the two hosts of the Amsterdam conference last year uh, entering the auditorium on uh, Dutch bikes. Uh, so yeah. they cycled <laughs> into the auditorium. And I think that for me, that reminded me of the very human nature of what we're doing, um, the experiential nature. So those are my, my highlights there. Nice. We remember the bikes. We also uh, really liked it. <laughs> 
What about yeah. you, Jimin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, uh, so I, I probably would have said uh, Cardiff for the for the same similar reasons that Burgess said, and uh, and uh, but um, just to be different, I'll, I'll say that uh, one of the things that stands out was a evening event in Berlin on a, on a boat uh, going down the river. And I think um, we, we served like currywurst and uh, I brought an iPod, uh, which was so relevant at the time, uh, full of music that people ended up dancing to. Uh, so, so much so that I, I left my iPod there because I, I had, I was done and they were still going. So I had to retrieve that later, but uh um, I, and I, I think to me that, um, you know, one of the aspects that stands out to me about the conference is the the community and and the fun that we have together. You know, it's not just the content, it's the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's something that, that stood out for me very definitely. Uh, just the, the people uh, at the conference, they are all so friendly. <laughs> you want to uh, talk and chat with everybody. And, uh, I don't know. Do you think that's a thing about, about service designers that they are, are have a particular kind of personality or something? And that makes for a different well, that, kind of audience. Yeah. I think, um, there's a sense that we're all in this together. So arguably service design is still a very kind of emerging, shall we say, profession. Uh, so we share that um, that in common, that we we believe wholeheartedly in what we're doing. We're willing to take risks, that we're willing to put our reputation on the line, if you like, when we say that we believe that, uh, you know, working in this way is fundamentally a very good thing. Um Yes, I think there's also an element of us all being very empathic as well. That's part and parcel, I think, of, of, of being able to successfully use some of these approaches. And yeah, we're, um, on, the, on the whole, I'd say we're also very uh, creative people as well. And we like having a good time. So I think you add all those things together and uh, you end up with a very positive vibe. To the whole philosophy of service design that you are not a hero designer who gets famous mm. for this one chair or this one mm. amazing uh, shelf that he has done, but that we are used to working in mm. interdisciplinary teams, connecting people for a shared outcome. I think that shows in the way that people are sharing their thoughts, sharing their knowledge, mm. sharing their things. Uh, it's, it's just a very open-minded community that uh, is in a way also uh, mm. modest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something you can really feel at a conference. It's all humble people who are doing great things with enthusiasm mm. and who are, they want to share stuff. They're social and they are empathic. Uh, they can talk to each other. Uh, you have nice conversations. It's a, uh, I think but, it's something which really stood out in the last conference as well. But I would, I would add that uh, there is a healthy, um, dose of competition now with the service design awards i'm sure that uh, everybody that enters those awards would like to win and there, so there might be a little bit of um, reflection and uh, i don't know being able to cheer for your you know maybe your design or the, the the piece of work that you have contributed to might be hailed as the maybe one of the better pieces of work that happened during that year mm-hmm. I'd say another another thing that's really interesting about the people that I've reflected on a 
a bunt is um, the the composition and diversity in the audience, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. particularly the gender diversity. I think you know if you go to what I love about service design is yeah, it's very it's multidisciplinary. It brings a bunch of different people. We're all in this together, like Birgit said, and it's not inherently tech focused. And I, I think a lot of you know the design world and community gets a lot of. Uh, focus for technology. And when you go to those conferences, the the mix isn't uh, as balanced. And what I love about the the services on community is that it's, there's like an inherent balance where, you know, you, you, it's almost like you don't need to try that hard to get uh, that diversity of gender. And then, you know, the, the other thing where we're, um, we see is just the diversity in this being a truly global conference, uh, you know, I, 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 even in the beginning where, where people were coming from, you know, surprised us. But uh, every year, you know, that's just grown and in the, in the composition of, of folks coming from you know, South America and Asia, Australia is really uh, impressive. Right. So um, if we look now at uh, the conference that's coming up, Madrid, what are things that you are really looking forward to? Are there things that you're going to be doing? different this year are there any firsts Ooh, that's a good mm. one there, i'm uh, sure there will be yeah. <laughs> there are always uh, do you know what there are always firsts at every conference i think one of the particularly exciting things about the conference is uh of the new voices and the new stories that come out year after year so it's not about the the same old businesses or organizations or individuals if you like the the familiar faces, it's about the new faces. And I think that's where the surprises come. The surprises come from unexpected places. Uh, so last year, we, um, I think one of the most popular talks last year in Amsterdam was actually from uh, more of a fine artist uh, who left us with an awful lot of inspiration um, to finish the conference with. So the, the excitement, the interest um, doesn't always come from where you think it's going to come from. And I, well, to, to directly answer your uh, first, uh, this will be the first conference that uh, our members' day will be uh, held at a former slaughterhouse. <laughs> so that that's okay. uh, that's been converted into more of a public art and design space. Um, so it's got a a pretty unique history and uh, you know just a, a great aesthetic feel. And then the, the Lanav, which is the the main conference venue, is uh, some kind of former smeltering factory, uh, huge and impressive, and it will definitely have a unique feeling. Uh, and even with uh, the scale of the venue uh, last year in Amsterdam, I think this is going to be uh, another uh, eye catcher and moment of uh, awe for the attendees. Okay. So it's going to be a pretty interesting venue this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. You were talking about a, an experience on a boat you had in Berlin. Is there anything uh, in this year's conference that will there be a party or a moment where people can uh, chat with each other that you could recommend to, uh, to us? So there will be a couple of highlights that uh, should not be uh, missed out on. 
One of them is, of course, our uh, special members event where we will have uh, special speakers and a great uh, reception at Lanav, in the, uh, at, not at Lanav, um, at uh, the um, Central Visinio in the evening at Slaughterhouse. Uh, so that will be a really great networking opportunity. Uh, we will have a reception on the first day of the conference at Lanav with a special uh, Spanish tapas. And the Spanish team is really working hard to give a lot of uh, Spanish flavor to that event. And there will be some guided tours through the nightlife of uh, Madrid, which I think is uh, worth participating in. So that are a couple of highlights. And we also have side events that uh, have grown throughout the last years. We have a couple of masterclasses from very special partners uh, on behavioral change in service design and other really interesting topics. So if you are traveling to Madrid, it's really worth spending a week and participating in the side events that are already starting uh, two days before the real conference is starting. I'll mention that the uh, the Members Day is sold out. All right. So uh, that's that's a popular day. That's good to hear. Um, are there any any talks that you are looking forward to? Any speakers you really want to hear? I'd pick out not necessarily individual speakers uh, at Madrid, but there are there is a growing application of service design approaches. Um, I'd say in health and well being, especially, and also in within social design. So the use of design in and around uh, local communities and local government. Um, so in other words, it's not just the um, application to commercial uh, ventures, uh, but the application where citizens like, uh, like you and me would immediately benefit. Um, I think that's, uh, that's a growing, growing area uh, and becoming more and more popular as well for especially, I'd, I'd, I'd say, younger service designers to get who have the opportunity to get involved and make a real difference uh, to society. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think it's hard to, to say if there's an individual speaker or, or, or talk. Um, so I agree with Alex. I'm just, you know, looking through the, uh, the program, which uh, I believe we got online in the past day or two. But uh, there, there's so many good good talks and, and speakers um, and and new voices and and I think that's the thing that I'm that we always try to make sure we balance is is bringing in new voices from the community. I don't know that that people know our process for filling the the content, but we do a mix of invited speakers and um, and, and we have a call for presentations and workshops as well where we. We actually get the majority of our talks, so uh, it is very much a um, community-driven event and, and content creation. Um, and so, you know, a lot, a lot of these people are maybe taking the stage for the first time in a service design context, and which is you know really exciting for us to to be a platform to uh, for up-and-coming uh, service designers and and you know allow them to create new content for the community. I'd also I'd also add I think that's a really interesting point that I don't think you have to be a service designer <laughs> to yeah. speak at a service design conference. I would love to see a show of hands, you know, who thinks of themselves as a, you know, a service designer, who doesn't? And I think that um 
maybe now after 10 years, there's a greater, a greater percentage of people involved in service design and maybe coming to our conferences that, that, that are not, by definition, a service designer. They contribute to, they get involved with um, the process of uh, bringing services to life bringing them to market and delivering them and even operating them, but they wouldn't call themselves a designer. And I think that that's at the root of um, what we're doing. We're in a way um, helping to grow the both the market and the capability around service design, but not restricting it to those that maybe call themselves a designer or went to art school or, or, or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking uh, looking ahead, Imagine in 10 years, there's been uh, 20 service design conferences. <laughs> where, where do you hope that, that the conference will, will grow to? What will it be like then? Well, we'll have to go to Mars probably or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, Birgit, do you have any, any thoughts on that? Be that it should grow. I was very uh, reluctant to grow the size of the conference throughout the last years because I was always a bit afraid that this magic atmosphere that is one of the highlights of our events uh, would would suffer if it would become too big. But I think now I'm trusting that we can carry more than 1,000 people at one event and still have the magic happen. So mm. I think I want it to grow. But I also think that we might want to mm. uh, build satellites. We already have national conferences every year about two or three and i think that we might put more emphasis on that in order to enable people to participate in conferences that are more focused on the national topics and that would also make it possible to visit conferences without having to invest so much time and money in traveling so i think mm. uh, having these satellites and strengthening these satellites will be part of our mm. strategy and the third point would be having more specialized events. I do see that the uh, need for more in-depth knowledge for specific topics is growing. And I'm convinced that the Services and Network can contribute to this more specialized knowledge. So we have been doing these impact reports on the public sector, for example. Now we are doing it on the health sector to generate knowledge that will really help specific branches to move forward. And I think that we will... Uh, translate the knowledge that we and the community have in, in order to to provide more specialized in-depth events for our community. I'm looking forward to exciting new formats, uh, not just location-wise, but um, other formats and uh, that we're not even aware of right now. I want to see the network, you know, as a creative force, if you like, uh, maybe challenging the kind of format that we currently have, but without, as you say, losing that magic. I think it's the, mag the magic of um, meeting like-minded people face-to-face, -face, being able to have a dance or give them a hug or have a really deep uh, conversation. Those are the important, to me, the important aspects of, uh, of, of the network. Uh, we don't want to lose that DNA but I really want to be able to see it grow. So hence, not just service design at scale, uh, the theme for this year's conference, but arguably service design conferences at scale as well. All right. 
It's been uh, been great speaking to you guys. I know it wasn't uh, easy to get all three of you uh, together at the same time. You were three very busy individuals. <laughs> so uh, we're super happy we managed to get you all together. There's still uh, tickets, I believe, a few tickets left for the conference. Is that right? But I have to add, sorry, I that have to correct. add, it's really only very few. Yeah. So any listeners... Uh, for the special members event. And I think we will probably have to close registration for the conference by the end of next week latest. So we are almost there. Okay. So well, that's good news for you. Okay. So well, that's good news for you. And uh, I think for uh, the listeners, possibly there might be a few tickets left. <laughs> If there are, be quick, get them. Uh, but especially, uh, I think uh, will be nice to all get together at the conference in Madrid. If people want to reach out to you guys, uh, where will they be able to find you online? I would say Twitter at Jamin is my Twitter. So I'm uh, at Alex Nisbet, all one word. And I'm at B-I-S-D-N. All right. Great. We'll add all these links uh, to the show notes so people uh, can easily get in touch with you. Thanks again very much for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in, uh, in Madrid and uh, hopefully many of our listeners too. Bye-bye. Thank That's you. Awesome. Bye. That's great. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. The Service Design Podcast was brought to you by the Service Design Network and Night Moves. For more information, previous episodes, or to join the conversation, please visit servicedesignpodcast.com. For more information about the Service Design Network, visit service-design-network.org. And for Night Moves, visit nightmoves.be. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to this podcast. The intro and outro music is from If the Stars Grow Dim Tonight by Hydrogen C, featuring I Will, I Swear. Until next time.